Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast exclusively on the Fringe FM, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, five nights a week. You can listen to the Secret Teachings, as I'm sure some of you are right now, in the radio and podcast player archives from Spotify to Apple. If you are listening on those players later on after the live show, please leave us a review if you have a moment. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us a couple of stars. That'll help other people to take note of the show. And hopefully they'll listen and this audience will continue to grow into the future. Special welcome and thank you to all of you listening in the Secret Teachings archive. The private one on our website where you get ad-free shows You get a lot more shows, and you get access to our montage archive, along with digital copies of my books. You also get a physical copy of one of my books when you subscribe for a year. Check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, Gab and Gitter, and find our affiliate sponsor on the website, Pro One Water Filters, the link is at the top of the page. Check out the water filters they have, and it is just as good a time as ever to get a water filter for your home, for camping, for your friends, for your family, especially if you live in a place like I do here in Arizona where the water is not so good. Even in Florida, when I lived there, the water was not so good, and having a Pro One Water Filter is something that is... uh, definitely going to save you money in the long run. So check that out. We don't really make any money off of it. We get like 40% when you buy something. It's like a hundred bucks a month or something with uh, sales. So it's not a lot because I don't promote it a lot, but pro and water filters. It's a really good gift for yourself, friends, family, etc. All of that at the secret teachings.info. We also have updated the private archive, by the way. So if you're in the private archive, you should be able to download the show directly from the player now. That is updated as of earlier this week, last night, yesterday morning. So if you're in that archive, you click share, and then you can click the download button and download the shows directly without advertisements at thesecretteachings.info. And the last thing is, if you'd like to contact us, email me directly at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com, and I will get back to you in a timely manner. So far this week, we've had the beginning of sorrows, the book of Matthew, pestilence, plague, war, and rumors of war. Last night, we talked to Derek Murphy about direct currency, or the DC comic book universe, as well as Marvel, as well as sports and geopolitics and things of this nature, and how it all relates to energy and electricity and the gods like Zeus and these mystical powers And tonight we're going to carry over 
our discussion of mystical powers into something that I really think is a fascinating subject that I guarantee you, you are not going to hear anywhere else on radio, at least to the degree that we're going to discuss it tonight. And that is the possibility that the Russian president, they call him a dictator, maybe he is a dictator, but the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, is either sick, he's physically ill, they say he has cancer, some say maybe he has syphilis, like the infamous German Fuhrer Adolf Hitler reportedly suffered from. Other theories suggest Putin should be assassinated and his assassination could come through poisoning or it could come through a bullet to the back of his head. Likely, the West says, from members of his own cabinet and from people in his own country. In fact, that's actually been called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. So whether he's sick or whether people are calling for his assassination and saying that he should be poisoned or he should be shot or get creative, do whatever you need to do. I mean, these are all conversations we're having because of the movement of Russian troops into Ukraine and the stories that we hear day in and day out that we can't corroborate and that always end with a comma and words like experts say, sources believe, someone on the ground thinks this, you know. But we don't really have a lot of evidence or proof. We have pictures, but a lot of pictures and videos have already turned out to have come from other wars. They've come from other areas of conflict. They've come from years ago in the past. Pictures of the Ukrainian president in military fatigues are not from 2022. He did not say, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. And the Snake Island soldiers all surrendered. They never told the Russian ship to go F themselves. And Miss Ukraine has an airsoft gun. She's not fighting Russian troops. And all those young, blonde Ukrainian women that you were showing in news reports, they're not fighting Russians. Most people are evacuating or they're hiding in cellars or bunkers. They're leaving those areas. All the stories about Ukrainians with guns, well, they gave a bunch of guns to people in prison and they caused violence in the street and wreaked havoc. All of those guns they showed you on Fox News, remember they were cardboard or wood guns? They weren't even real guns. We don't know what's going on. And we've discussed this for weeks now. But the West is saying that Vladimir Putin is potentially sick and this is shortening the time he has to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. He's going for broke. He's going all in because he knows he's going to die. That's what some people are saying. Others are saying, no, he's just out of his mind crazy. He's a dictator, and we need to assassinate him, poison him, shoot him, brutus him, do whatever you have to do to get rid of this tyrant. Now, all of these ideas are circling the drain during the Ides of March. Today is March 16th into the 17th, 2022. The Ides, or the middle of March, March 15th, of course, is the historical date that we give today on our calendar for the assassination of Julius Caesar, assassinated by Brutus. 
which is why Senator Lindsey Graham said, too bad there isn't a Brutus, or he asked the question, is there not a Brutus in Russia, hoping that a Brutus would step forward and assassinate Vladimir Putin, which I believe is, to make a comment like that as a U.S. senator, that's an act of war, as far as I'm concerned, calling for the assassination of any country's leader, especially a, a, a large, powerful country like Russia, that's an act of war. And it's also really distasteful. But nevertheless, Lindsey Graham doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on it on Fox News, saying that Putin's a tyrant, he's a dictator, something has to be done. It was on Fox News Monday, making all these claims that Putin needs to go, Putin is this evil person, Putin has to be done away with, he needs to be assassinated. I'll let you listen to a minute or so of what Lindsey Graham had to say on Fox News. The events of the morning. Well, we have industrialized chaos. Uh, on a, we have chaos on an industrial scale. Uh, you've got China saying if you give any weapons to Taiwan, we're coming after you. You've got apparently the Iranians firing at an American base in Erbil, Iraq. Uh, you have Afghanistan becoming a new uh, safe haven for terrorists. And you have, I think, I smell a sellout coming when it comes to the Ukraine. Your last guest mentioned neutrality. Well, here's what I would say that Putin wants. He doesn't want a neutral Ukraine. He wants to eradicate Ukraine. If you Notice what he said. He said, this is what I would say Putin wants. They have no idea. These are just talking points, rhetoric, and very dangerous rhetoric at that. He is an Iran deal maker in the eyes of the Biden administration. In my eyes, he's a menace to mankind. He's a war criminal, and he needs to be taken out by his own people. He's a menace to mankind, he's a war criminal, and he needs to be taken out by his own people. In that interview, Lindsey Graham called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin three different times. On the 14th of March, he also called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin a few weeks ago during the beginning of March. All of this, again, circling the drain of the Ides, Putin's assassination on the lips of senators like Lindsey Graham, suggested by others a little more subtly. But, you know, some might find it really interesting if you look at what the mainstream media is saying about Vladimir Putin and how he might be sick or even how he might be assassinated. A story in the Daily Beast yesterday said, ex-black ops agent, this is how Putin could meet his end. So we have ex-black op agents and we have senators calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin, the mainstream media suggesting that he is very, very sick and he's going to die of cancer or something else. And whether it's a U.S. senator or an ex-black ops, ops agent, they're saying that Putin could meet his end through poisoning some kind of assassination of the Russian president. Now, some might find it interesting that Rasputin, the infamous and mysterious Serbian mystic, who had immense power in the court of Tsar Nicholas II, was also poisoned. And then when the poison didn't work, he was assassinated through gunshot when his power became too unbearable for other aristocrats. So I wonder, is this discussion about Putin's health honest? Is he really sick? Does that have anything to do with what's going on? Or is it just part of a Western propaganda campaign? Which is what my intuition urges me and nudges me to believe. The question is, is Vladimir Putin healthy? 
Is he sick? Is he sane? Or is he following the stars on advice of an occultist, an esotericist, a mystic like Rasputin, like so many leaders throughout history and so many people within the Bible did, contacting astrologers and dream interpreters, famous John Dee, the magician. Either way, Putin has become a Rasputin. His power and motivation are a threat and mystery to the West, and so calls for his assassination and or poisoning have crescendoed with the anniversary of Julius Caesar's death. And uh, all of this should not be taken lightly, whether in a mundane sense or in an esoteric sense. I think this is really, really fascinating because there are these parallels not only to, to history, not only to Julius Caesar in the Ides of March, but to Rasputin. Obviously, the name Putin and Rasputin. The name Putin is a word that means path. So is Putin following his own path or is he following the path of a mystic? Some people think that he's taking advice from a Rasputin-like character, and that's what is encouraging the violence. That's what's encouraging the invasion. That's what's encouraging this geopolitical nightmare. But at the same time, some are suggesting it might just be because Putin is sick. Maybe he's sick and he's weak, so he is taking the advice of a mystic. I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows for sure. The mainstream media certainly doesn't know, but they have no quarrels with simply saying every day that Putin is sick. He's got cancer. And senators saying we should just assassinate him. This is a very, very dangerous thing. Apparently, an astrologer has also predicted Vladimir Putin's death. Psychic Max Gordiev compiled Putin's horoscope and the prospects for Vladimir Putin are not that good, according to Max. He said in an interview that Putin was already dying and that the tarot layout gives him the death card. Obviously, this guy's not a very good psychic or tarot reader because the death card doesn't mean that you're going to die necessarily. It means the end of something. It could also mean the end of NATO expansion. Nevertheless, the psychic Max Gordiev says that he sees a terrible disease in Vladimir Putin. He says, quote, his demise is near. He also says the tower card falls out in the spread, which, of course, is a card of drastic change, wild aggression, and a fatal fall. He believes that Putin will die a natural death, but that he will not be assassinated, especially by members of his own country. Other stories from The Telegraph. Five reasons to suggest puffy-faced Putin could be seriously ill. It lists five reasons here. Number one, Putin's appearance. They're saying that he looks like he's more bloated around the face and more bloated around the neck. They're saying that he might be on steroid treatments. He might be infected with something. He could have, you know, a terrible cough and cold, and this is causing behavioral changes. Putin has in the past suffered a coughing fit. Oh, no. 
This is what the Telegraph is reporting. They say in November 2020, Mr. Putin suffered an extended coughing fit during a television meeting with his finance minister. A coughing fit. That means he's he's sick. Because of a coughing fit, he's going to invade Ukraine. A coughing fit from six months ago. What, 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 who are these people writing this crap? According to Fiona Hill, the British former senior White House expert on Russia, Mr. Putin is not looking so great at the moment. Well, that's about as vague of a statement as you can make. Doesn't mean anything at all. Mrs. Hill also, who's met with Putin more than once, said, quote, he's been rather puffy-faced. We know that he has complained about having back issues. Yeah, the guy's old. He's not 25 years old. He's going to have back issues, probably. Most people have back issues. Even if he's not suffering from these kinds of things, he could be taking high doses of steroids. Or there may be something else. Just totally vague. Just all made up. Fiona Hill also says there seems to be an urgency for this invasion that may be also driven by personal factors. Well, everything is driven by personal factors, Fiona Hill. Everything is driven by personal decisions. I mean, just just think about this. This is what The Telegraph is reporting. They reported this yesterday. Five reasons to suggest puffy face Putin could be seriously ill. And they say he looks puffy. He's had a cough in the past. And Fiona Hill says he's urgently invading Ukraine, but that's only because he's driven by personal factors and maybe a cough. I mean, is this like an Onion article? Are these people serious? What does this even mean? Total nonsense. The second reason, long tables. Apparently, Mr. Putin is engaging in interviews and conversations including with Emmanuel Macron, across a very long table of about 13 feet. They measured the table. Imagine that. The Telegraph says during a televised meeting, Mr. Putin's own foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, was also seated at the other end of an absurdly long table. Well, define absurd. Can you measure absurd? Is it 6 feet, 7 feet, 13 feet? They, they can't believe they measured the table. Then they say, and this is the Telegraph, mind you, Joe Biden, who's a decade older than Vladimir Putin, has been huddling around a relatively small table in the Situation Room, elbow to elbow with his advisors. These have to be like satirists writing the news. How do you know Vladimir Putin's sick? He looks puffy. He has back problems. He coughed in November of 2020. The guy's 69 years old. I guarantee you, Vladimir Putin versus Joe Biden wouldn't end so well for the U.S. president. All right? I'd like to see that as a pay-per-view fight. Joe Biden's 10 years old, and he's huddling around a relatively small table in the Situation Room, elbow to elbow with other advisors. He's not afraid of getting sick. It's just unbelievable. Number three, the intelligence. Marco Rubio, Republican senator, you know, the one who was on video with Victoria Newland about the biolabs. Marco Rubio said that something is off with Mr. Putin. Something is off. That's, that's the statement. Something is off. I wish I could share more, but for now I can say it's pretty obvious to many that something is off with Putin. He has always been a killer, but his problem now is different and significant. Mr. Rubio, could you be more vague, please? Number four, Russia's 
academic claims, Russian academic claims Putin has Parkinson's disease and cancer. Number five, Putin's accelerated timeline, totally manufactured. An accelerated timeline of what? Well, in 2008, they say he invaded Georgia in support of the self-proclaimed republics of South Ossetia and Abkhazia. Six years later, he annexed Crimea. Um, That was in 2014. That was seven years ago. And 2008 was 13 years ago. 13 years between 2008 and the invasion of Georgia in 2022, early 2022. Uh, You're looking at 13, 14 years. That doesn't sound like an accelerated timeline to me. I, again, don't know if these people are writing satire. He's got a backache. He coughed in November of 2020. We saw it. He's puffy. He's 69 years old. He's probably going to be a little puffy. He's 69 years old. He's probably going to have back issues. He's 69 years old. He's probably going to cough once in a while. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is literally falling upstairs. He can't finish a sentence. They're cutting the White House feed because he goes off script. He doesn't know where he is. He has to be physically pulled sometimes when he's out. But no, he's elbow to elbow in the situation room. He's not afraid of getting sick like Mr. Putin. These people are a joke. The Scotsman also reported, is Putin sick? Does Vladimir Putin have terminal cancer? And why is Russia's president and his health in question? They cite articles like the Telegraph article, another article, the Daily Star, with the headline, Mad Vlad Dying of Cancer. The Sun newspaper asked, is Vladimir Putin ill? And an ex-black ops agent says this is how Putin could meet his end. They suggest in the article, poisoning the Russian president, just like what happened to Ross Putin. Because Ross Putin's power was mystical. It was mysterious. He was far too powerful. And I think that is how we're viewing Vladimir Putin. We're looking at Vladimir Putin as a Ross Putin. His power and motivations are a threat and mystery to the West. And so calls for his assassination and or poisoning have crescendoed here during the Ides with the anniversary of Julius Caesar's death. And they can say he's sick, but they have no evidence or proof of that any more than they do that the Russians are using cluster bombs or vacuum bombs. Just experts say, we believe, possible, we're not sure, but might it might happen. You know, he might be sick. We're not sure. It's, I think it's just propaganda. That's what it is. It's, it's pretty raw propaganda, too. He coughed. He's got a bad back. He's 69. We're going to talk more about Putin, Ross Putin, when we come back here on The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info. I'm Ryan Gable. Stay with us. You don't want to miss tonight's show. It's the Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. 
Or if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. Some people believe that Russia's leader, Vladimir Putin, is facing imminent death from disease or a possible assassination. That could mean that he has cancer, as some say, as some believe, as some suggest. They haven't been able to prove it. It's just raw speculation. Maybe he has syphilis like Adolf Hitler supposedly had. One theory is that Putin could be poisoned. That's how he would be assassinated. Others are suggesting that his behavior is a result of receiving mystical advice from a member of his own cabinet or somebody close to the president. But what is his behavior? Invading Ukraine? Does that mean that any president any prime minister, anybody that oversees the invasion of another country is somehow mentally or physically ill or they're receiving advice from some mystic? See, the idea here is that to the West in particular, Vladimir Putin's motivations are mysterious. 
We don't exactly know what Vladimir Putin is thinking, except in interviews or in speeches where he says things that are usually, at least they sound like it to me, more logical, more rooted in fact, and more based on common sense than anything that comes out of the mouths of most of our leaders in the West. That doesn't mean I love Vladimir Putin, but I don't understand this idea that he must be sick. He must be assassinated. And his behavior is erratic. Now, all of these ideas are circling the drain of the Ides of March. Calls for Putin's assassination are coming daily from the West. Senator Lindsey Graham, I played you the clip a little bit ago, once again calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin, saying he's a war criminal and he has to be stopped. Senator Marco Rubio, another piece of work, Likewise said, quote, oh, wouldn't it be great if someone internally just took this guy out and eliminated him, end quote. Lindsey Graham a few weeks ago also called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. That was the first time he said that in the month of March. So we've got calls to assassinate the president. We've got article after article after article saying that Vladimir Putin is sick from the Telegraph to the Scotsman. But what proof or what evidence do they have has yet to be seen? Some might find it really interesting that Rasputin, the infamous and mysterious Serbian mystic who had incredible power in the court of Tsar Nicholas II, mostly through his wife, Rasputin was poisoned and then assassinated through several gunshots when his power became too unbearable for other aristocrats. They were scared of him because he seemed to be supernaturally powerful. They were scared of him because he was an enigma. So is the discussion about Vladimir Putin and his health an honest discussion? Or is it just part of a Western propaganda campaign? That's the question I'm asking tonight. I'm wondering myself, is Vladimir Putin healthy, sick? Is he sane? Or is he insane? Or is he following the stars based on the advice of an occultist like so many leaders throughout history have done and so many kings and leaders in the Bible have done consulting astrologers and mystics and magicians and dream interpreters? Either way, Putin, Vladimir Putin, has become a Rasputin. His power and his motivation behind his, quote, behavior, end quote, are a threat and a mystery to the West, and so calls for his assassination and or poisoning have been crescendoing around the anniversary of Julius Caesar's death, which is why Lindsey Graham earlier in March said, is there not a Brutus in Russia? Brutus assassinated Julius Caesar The date we give is the I. It's March 15th, the middle of the month. Today is March 16th into the 17th, 2022. And we heard calls for the assassination of Vladimir Putin leading up to the Ides and as we pass the Ides. There is an incredible amount of energy and mysticism and esoterica around this story 
among so many other stories like the Z on the Russian tanks and communications vehicles, the Trident on the coat of arms for Ukraine, the blue and the yellow that make green, the flag of Ukraine, and also the Super Bowl champion Rams, the Rams, the Goats, and of course the Year of the Tiger and the Bengals, the blue and the yellow at the halftime show, Zeus, the Z, Zeus, the Seigel, the Sigil, a symbol of lightning and strength and power and victory like Jupiter. Of course, Jupiter Zeus has a brother in Poseidon who holds the trident on that coat of arms of Ukraine. We know the killing stone in Japan broke open, releasing the uh, Tomomo no Mai. And the Tomomo no Mai in China is the Momo, the Mo, the devil, the demon. In Slavic tradition, it's the Baba Yaga. St. Michael the Archangel is the patron saint of Kiev. And St. Michael the Archangel has been bleeding from the head, evidenced by a statue in Colorado, bleeding from the head one day before Putin enters into Ukraine. All of these mystical, magical, mythical, theological, biblical, all these things give us another interpretation and another view of what's going on in the world, what's going on around us, hopefully helping us, at least it helps me, I hope it helps you, to see that there's more than the rhetoric, there's more than the talking points. In fact, most of what's going on is happening beyond the veil. It's happening in the spirit world or the mythical, mystical, occult, and esoteric domain. Ross Putin... Vladimir Putin, a famous astrologer, psychic Max Gordiev, says that Vladimir Putin has a terrible disease and his demise is near. According to Max Gordiev, he's giving Vladimir Putin the death card because that is the card that was pulled in a spread for the Russian president. The thing about this is, though, Max Gordiev must not be a very good psychic or a very good astrologer because he should know the death card doesn't mean that one is going to die. The death card could relate to the energy circulating around Vladimir Putin, that energy that could relate to the death of the NATO alliance. It could relate to the death of Zelensky's regime. Putin could bring death to Zelensky's regime, backed up and supported and propped up by the West. I love Zelensky today demanding that the U.S. Congress do more. You're a foreign country. We shouldn't even be sending you guns. What do you mean you're going to demand that Congress does more? Congress won't even do things for their own people half the time. Demand Congress do more? I'd give Zelensky the middle finger and tell him to go take his ammunition. Shove it up his ass. Unbelievable. When's the last time a foreign leader said something like that to the U.S. Congress and the U.S. Congress was like, yes, 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 we'll do exactly what you say. Who's in charge here? Who's really in power here? And Putin's the enemy? There's a problem here. The other thing about this terrible disease that Vladimir Putin is supposedly suffering from and his demise is near, well, everybody's demise is near. I could literally have a stroke. I could have a heart attack by the third or fourth segment tonight. I could have a heart attack in the next five minutes and just die right here on air. Just 
die, pass out, be done. Just dead. My heart stops, I'm dead. All of our demises are always near. That's the point. A terrible disease. Well, based on today's disease classifications and symptom complexes, virtually everybody is sick. Physically, mentally, or both. My point here is, psychic, astrologer, whatever you want to call yourself, whether you're Max Gordiev or you're just somebody else, I bet you I could pull a tarot card right now for Vladimir Putin, and it wouldn't be the death card. I bet you that you could pull a card right now for Vladimir Putin, it wouldn't be the death card. You could probably pull 25 cards, 50 cards, and it wouldn't be the death card for Vladimir Putin. There's a lot of cards in a tarot deck. I could do 10 spreads, nine of them. I don't even see the death card. One I do, and then, oh, the 10th time, that's the death card. That's going to Vladimir Putin. He's got a terrible disease. His demise is near. It all is so vague that it's laughable. I mean, this is what frauds do. This is what, like, fake psychics do. I'm seeing that you have a mother and a father. Is that correct? I'm seeing that you, you've owned a pet in your life. Yes, I did whiskers. I'm seeing that at, at one point or another, you've driven a vehicle. I, I'm seeing that I, I, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe three times in your life, you've worn shoes. Is that true? Does that ring a bell to you? <laughs> it's just nonsense, okay? It's nonsense. Be specific. If you would say, based on you being a psychic and reading tarot, Vladimir Putin has stage whatever cancer, and then it comes out that he's got cancer, well, maybe you are a psychic. But to be like, he's sick. Everybody's saying he's sick. Fiona Hill says he's sick. The Telegraph says he's sick. The sport, uh, uh, what is it? The Scotsman says he's sick. All the mainstream news outlets, he's sick, he's sick, he's sick. You got proof? No. But he's sick. Has a double meaning, too. He's sick. He's going into Ukraine. He's doing terrible things. Hey, let me pull a card for Vladimir Putin out of my deck. Well, this is funny. I got Oribas. Oribas is a prince of hell who never lies. His true form is that of a horse, but he may manifest in human shape when summoned. There are 20 military units at his command. Well, I mean, Oribas looks pretty ripped. Vladimir Putin's kind of ripped when he takes his shirt off. You know, he never lies. I don't know. Putin seems to tell more truth than anybody in the Western world. So I don't know. Maybe maybe this card means that Putin doesn't lie. You see, it's just total. It's nonsense. I mean, I get the concept of tarot. I'm not dismissing tarot. I'm saying you pulled the death card. That means Putin's going to die soon. You're not a very good tarot reader if that's if that's your only interpretation of the card. It's just nonsense. Come on. But it's it's more than that, okay? Because now we have the Telegraph and the Scotsman. I pulled two different newspapers that are saying Putin is sick. And they don't have any evidence that the guy's sick. They're just saying he's sick. So let's see what they say. The Telegraph gives five reasons why Vladimir Putin could be seriously ill. You notice the word could and the word be. Notice the way that those two words are put together. Could be. Could be seriously ill. Number one, his appearance. They call him bloated. They say his face and neck have been bloated. And some are suggesting, note the word suggesting, he may be going to get treatment. 
for some kind of illness with steroids. Fiona Hill, the British former senior White House expert on Russia, who's met with Putin before, says, quote, he's been rather puffy-faced, end quote. There seems to be an urgency for his invasion that may also be driven by personal factors. Well, I'm pretty sure everything is driven by personal factors, whether you're the president or you're a peasant. I'm pretty sure that when I eat a little bit too much salt, I get puffy. The guy is 69 years old. He's probably going to be a little puffy. And despite the fact that personal factors is a mysterious way to word whatever is going on behind the scenes, everybody does everything in their life based on personal factors, conscious and subconscious. Total nonsense. Number three, or number two rather, the long tables. He has long tables. They measured Vladimir Putin's tables. They're 13 feet long. That's how long the table was when he met with Emmanuel Macron. Maybe he just didn't want to get too close to the Roman god Jupiter. During a televised meeting, Mr. Putin's own foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, was also seated at the other end of an absurdly long table. Defined absurd. This is my favorite part, though, in this Telegraph article. So just think of this. Vladimir Putin is bloated. Look at his face and neck. He might be taking steroids. He's sick. He's been puffy-faced. Personal factors are driving his decisions. He's sitting at a 13-foot table. He could be extreme social distancing. Meanwhile, quote, Joe Biden, who's a decade older, has been huddling around a relatively small table in the Situation Room elbow to elbow with his advisors. That's literally what the Telegraph said. That sounds like a joke. It sounds like satire. Our president can't walk upstairs. Our president has little kids pushing his hair down on his legs in a pool. Our president is fighting with corn pop. Our president can't figure out what state he's in some of the time. Our president has to be physically pulled in the direction that they need him to walk. Our president is cut off from White House feeds, video feeds, because he goes off script. Our president is told he can't answer questions. Our president is told what to say and when to say it so brazenly, it's apparently clear to anybody who pays attention that Joe Biden is not in control of anything. The guy looks like a corpse. He has no memory. He can't pronounce words. He can't finish a sentence. And he sniffs on little girls' hair. But no, Vladimir Putin is sick because he has a puffy face. Joe Biden is healthy because he's in the situation room elbow to elbow. Marco Rubio Republican senator, another piece of garbage like Lindsey Graham, especially in this case, saying that Vladimir Putin is, well, he's just a little bit off. I wish I could share more, says the senator, but for now, I can say it's pretty obvious to many that something is off with Putin. He has always been a killer, but his problem now is different and significant. Yeah, is that the uh, same Marco Rubio who said, wouldn't it be great if someone internally just took this guy out and eliminated him? This is a U.S. senator talking, okay? This isn't some kid on Facebook typing in capital letters, I'm going to kill you. 
These are senators. You don't talk like that as a senator. Number four. In November 2020, Professor Valerie Solivay, a former historian at the Moscow State Institute of International Relations, was quoted as suggesting Mr. Putin may have Parkinson's disease and cancer. Notice the word quoted. Notice the word suggesting. A quote that's not verified, that only suggests, but does not prove or even indicate that Putin has Parkinson's disease or cancer. Meanwhile, our president literally is physically deteriorating and mentally deteriorating and emotionally deteriorating. I don't want to be blamed for gas prices anymore, he says. That's Putin's fault. Right in front of our eyes. Mental, emotional, and physical deterioration. And all we have of Vladimir Putin is a quote suggesting that he may. (laughs) A quote suggesting he may. A quote that's not verified, and even if it were, just suggesting, not proving or indicating that Putin may have Parkinson's disease and cancer. And number five, the Telegraph says, Putin's accelerated timeline. He invaded Georgia in 2008. Six years later, he annexed Crimea. Okay, well, 2008 was like 13, 14 years ago. And six years after that, in 2014, that was seven, eight years ago. So between 13, 14 and seven, eight years ago, that doesn't seem like an accelerated timeline to me. That sounds like he's taking his time and there probably isn't some longer standing agenda. But this is to make you think Putin is puffy-faced. Did you hear that? He's puffy-faced. He's puffy-faced. According to the Telegraph and Macmillan Cancer Support, when you take high doses of steroids, it can cause confusion or changes in thinking. You mean like Joe Biden not knowing where he is? Maybe he's taking steroids. I love this as well. This is one of my my favorite statements in the entire article. This is a great, great statement. I'm going to read this to you. It's not sarcastic. This is literally what the Telegraph says. In November 2020, Mr. Putin suffered an extended coughing fit during a televised meeting with his finance minister. The footage was later edited, and the Kremlin said he was, quote, absolutely fine. So what proof do we have that Putin is sick? He's bloated a little bit. He coughed in November of 2020. And he has back issues is another one they list. Literally, he's bloated. He has back issues and he coughed in 2020. He also likes big tables and over the last 14 years has been effectively running the country of Russia. Those are the pieces of proof that the mainstream media and others have used to suggest that Vladimir Putin is sick. The Daily Star published a headline story, Mad Vlad dying of cancer. Can they prove it? No, they're just basing it off of what Professor Valery Soliev said. 
And the Sun said, is Vladimir Putin ill? In a headline, the Scotsman, is Putin sick? Does Vladimir Putin have terminal cancer? And why is Russian president's health in question? So here's the bottom line. This is all propaganda. This is all about demeaning, degrading, through suggestion and implication, the Russian president and that he might be sick. And this is yet another reason that he is unfit for office and that he should be removed from office by assassination nonetheless. And these are the reasons why he's gone into Ukraine. You notice they haven't given us an exact reason why he's gone into Ukraine. Now, people are asking, well, why is Putin in Ukraine? He's crazy. He's a war criminal. He's sick. He's bloated. He's got back problems. (laughs) This is like satire. Mr. Putin, why did you decide to invade Ukraine? My back hurts. (laughs) You know, I had too much salt last night, and uh, my my face got puffy. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, I decided to, to invade Ukraine. I can't believe people actually believe this stuff. Ex-black ops agent. This is how Putin could meet his end. Daily Beast. Yesterday. Killing Vladimir Putin. One of the suggestions is to poison Vladimir Putin. Poison the Russian president. Now, as I said before, you might find it interesting that that famous mystic who was so powerful in Russia, very, very friendly with the wife of Tsar Nicholas II, Alexandra, the granddaughter of British Queen Victoria, that this guy Rasputin is sharing in some form of similarity with Vladimir Putin. Rasputin, Putin. Because Rasputin despite the fact that he was kind of a heathen, kind of an animal, kind of an alcoholic, probably a drug addict, and a sex fiend, sleeping with all the the royal women. The fact that Rasputin had this power and there was a mystique to him, a mystery to him, that threatened the Tsar's ministers. That threatened Even the peasantry, he was a Serbian peasant and he had all this power and he was sleeping with these powerful women and the peasants didn't like him that much either. From top to bottom, aristocrat to peasant, Rasputin was not liked that well except by some women who wanted to sleep with him. And so he was assassinated first by poison, but the poison didn't work. Then he was shot at least once, likely several times, and his body was dumped in a river. I think Putin has become Ross Putin. His power, his motivations, it's all a mystery. And it's a threat to the West. And so calls of his assassination, calls for his assassination, and maybe his poisoning, maybe we can poison him. Just poison him. Shoot him, poison him, do something. Get rid of him, says Marco Rubio, says Lindsey Graham. These calls for assassination have been crescendoing during the anniversary of Julius 
Caesar's death. I don't have to tell you that's more than synchronistic. That's more than mystical. And it's damn interesting. Maybe Vladimir Putin is being influenced by a Putin-like figure encouraging Putin to invade on Thursday, the day of Thor, and put Zs on his tanks. Z, Zeus, lightning, thunder, power, victory. Maybe he's sick, as the media says. He does have a bad back. He did a little bit too much salt. But they don't give you a real reason why he entered Ukraine. That's why I have a hard time trusting in what Western media tells us. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. When we come back, we're going to talk about other mystics, other esotericists, other powerful figures influencing world leaders throughout history, going back to the time of the pharaohs and before. Again, this is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. It's Ross Putin tonight on The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. 
You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Lover of the Russian Queen. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings Radio tonight. Ross Putin. Is Vladimir Putin sick? Is he influenced by Ross Putin? Rasputin was poisoned and then shot. He had immense power in the Tsar's court. Lover of the Russian queen. Some people are suggesting that Vladimir Putin, if not being influenced by a mystic like Rasputin, should be poisoned. He should be assassinated because his power is too mysterious, too confusing. We don't know. What Putin's doing? Hunger for power became known to more and more people. Ross Putin. Ross Putin. So they killed him. Is Putin sick? Mainstream media says Vladimir Putin has a back problem. Literally. Mainstream media says Vladimir Putin is puffy. And he coughed in 2020. Literally. He's sick. And that's what's causing his erratic behavior. They don't describe or define what that behavior is. His back problems are the reason that he's decided to enter into Ukraine because they don't have any other explanation for it. And they're trying to set a trap for Vladimir Putin. They want him assassinated like Julius Caesar on the Ides of March. He survived. They also poisoned the little cakes he ate. He survived that, so they had to shoot him. You know, Putin has this mystique about him. Putin's known as being really strong and physically strong. I love that famous meme. I think it was pretty famous for a while. It was a viral meme 
uh, Vladimir Putin on like a bear with a shotgun or something. And then there was a picture of Barack Obama at the time, the president of the U.S., and he was trying to lift like a three-pound weight. And the caption was from Vladimir Putin. Do you even lift, bro? You know, it's kind of funny, you know, see the viral stories or the viral <laughs> videos of the Russians that are like working out. There's like a bear that's like moving a tree and the Russians are out there with their shirts off, you know, doing pull-ups on the tree or something. It's <laughs> one, one of the one of my favorite memes. You even lift, bro. Just like Rasputin. Putin is a strong man. And Putin is supposedly influenced now by Christianity, by God, by Christ, by this mystical, divine element. Rasputin was poisoned, but the poison didn't kill him. Or at least it was a slow-acting poison, or maybe it was because he was so used to drinking so much excess alcohol, his body could handle not only the alcohol, but the poison. So then they shot him. He had too much power. He was also having affairs with a lot of royal women. His power was too mysterious. How did he get it? Where did it come from? So a conspiracy was hatched to assassinate this mystic, poison, and gunshot. And I think that Vladimir Putin is very much like Rasputin, directly and maybe indirectly. Maybe he's receiving information from a Rasputin-like figure. Either way, his power and motivation are a threat and a mystery to the West, and so calls for his assassination by poisoning are crescendoing with the anniversary of Brutus assassinating Julius Caesar on the Ides of March. Ra, ra, Rasputin. There are a lot of stories throughout history of influential men, some women, very few women, influential men in the courts of kings, pharaohs, you name it, from the Bible to more modern times, dream interpreters, astrologers, magicians, even if the magic was not so magical, even if it was more like a court jester. Janus and Jambres, also known as the sons of Balaam, worked in the court of the pharaoh of Egypt. When Moses threw his staff on the floor and it transformed into a snake, the pharaoh called upon Janus and Jambres and they had the ability to also perform magical acts. The magicians were also sacred scribes. The pharaoh called these wise men sorcerers. They were also known as the magicians of Egypt. They had the power to enchant. They matched Moses with their magic. Janus also appeared in the writings of Pliny the Elder, a Roman philosopher, and other Roman writers. He was described as being a great magician of antiquity. According to some sources, they protected Egypt from plagues that were brought by Moses and God. 
Obviously, the Bible tells the opposite narrative that the plagues devastated Egypt and the magician, magicians in the court of the Pharaoh, they could not protect Egypt. Other stories say that Janus and Jambres left Egypt with the Jewish exodus and they became friends with Moses and his brother Aaron. And that they are the ones that convinced Moses to create the golden calf that the Israelites were worshiping when Moses came down off the hill. And one thing they don't like talking about in Bible class is that the Israelites were worshiping the golden calf. Likely, as a result of their captivity in Egypt, they began worshiping Apis the bull, often deified as a golden calf. Although if these two magicians... Uh, influence Moses to to create this golden calf. Um, obviously, this would explain a, a lot as well. But Moses didn't like the golden calf, the story tells us. And so God, who didn't like it either, instructed Moses to commit genocide against a lot of these Israelites. And they, they killed uh, thousands of them, as the story goes. All based on magic. All based on these mystical influences. Going back to the pharaohs of Egypt, Janus and Jambres, sons of Balaam, performing miracles and acts of magic in the palace of the Pharaoh. Probably the most well-known magician to have influence over a, a king or a queen was John D. His nickname was the Conjurer. He was a very, very famous conjurer, magician, sorcerer, particularly for his influence and his work on and with Elizabeth I. He's very, very powerful. William Paran was another astrologer who served English royalty during the Middle Ages, working for Henry VII and later for the first Tudor king's son, Henry VIII. He was employed by Henry VII in order to um, perform similar acts to Janus and Jambres as a scribe. Then you have Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa, who wrote the excellent books on occult philosophy. He was a physician to French nobleman Louis of Savoy. He was also a court secretary to the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V and had great influence over those that he worked with as a physician and magician. Then you have Nostradamus. A lot of people don't know Nostradamus worked with royalty as well. Some people might know that if they follow the story of Nostradamus. The wife of King Henry II of France, Catherine de' Medici, brought Nostradamus to Paris in 1555 because he had predicted the royals would be under threat in the years to come. A really, really vague prediction considering that all royalty are under the sword of Democles. The sword always hangs over the king or the queen. There's always someone who wants their power. They are also, uh, they're always... They are always threatened. You can see Nostradamus doing very similar things to fake psychics and fake magicians today. People that look at the crystal ball and say, I'm seeing that you have a mother and father. I'm seeing you've been upset at one point or another in your life. Nostradamus did the same thing. Royals are under threat. Very vague. But Catherine de' Medici brought Nostradamus to Paris in 1555 because of this. 
He explained his predictions to her. He drew up horoscopes for her children. He even predicted Henry would expire when pierced to the eye by a young opponent. That actually turned out to be quite a prediction because Henry did take a joust through the eye and perished. Although, perhaps that was set up. Perhaps Nostradamus helped to assist in the assassination of Henry II. Supposed to be an accident, but it's easy to predict the future when you organize and plan those events. Others, magicians, physicians, mystics, etc., include Comte de Saint-Germain. Now, instead of using, like, magic or, you know, an ability to to utilize medicine, he used storytelling to get into the royal court in France, King Louis XV's closest confidant uh, he got clo- really, really close to. And Saint-Germain was actually later driven out of France because, just like Rasputin, royal advisors to the king were really jealous because the king had sent Comte de Saint-Germain on diplomatic missions and furthermore, didn't even tell his royal advisors of this. They did it. They, they were doing this behind their backs. So St. Germain actually landed in Russia, where he is said to have played a part in installing Catherine the Great in 1762 on the throne. That's kind of interesting, St. Germain. I actually didn't know this until I was looking up and reading and researching stuff for the show tonight. But Comte de Saint-Germain actually helped to install Catherine the Great to the throne of Russia in 1762. He also worked with and warned King Louis XIV of the coming French Revolution, reportedly. Much like Nostradamus, John Dee, Cornelius Agrippa, William Perron, and others, going back to the biblical stories of astrologers and court jesters and magicians, particularly dream interpreters, all throughout human history, mystics, magicians, again, astrologers and dream interpreters have either directly influenced or subtly influenced, sometimes with the approval of of the king directly or the queen, or in other cases, through one or the other, or through those that are close to the king or queen, where they share their ideas that make it up into the royal chamber, if you will. But all throughout human history, mystics and magicians and astrologers have been used by powerful people to remain powerful people. And the idea is, you're in power, you have that sword of Democles over your head, You're constantly threatened, constantly attacked. You'll find any and all ways to not only be powerful enough to defend yourself, but to retain power indefinitely. So you look to the stars. You look to the spirits. And you hire astrologers. You hire mystics. You hire people that are highly influential in these terms, esoteric terms, occult terms, etc. Nostradamus, Comte de Saint-Germain, William Perron, John Dee, Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa, 
and the famous magicians from the court of the Pharaoh of Egypt, Janus and Jambres, sons of Balaam. And then, of course, you have Rasputin. For those of you who don't know the story of Rasputin, the wife of Tsar Nicholas II, Alexandra, who was the great-granddaughter of British Queen Victoria, was highly influenced by Rasputin, full name Grigory Rasputin, or the Mad Monk, as they called him. He was a Siberian peasant, and he had immense influence and political clout, which greatly angered the Tsar's ministers and other aristocrats. He was kind of like a Serbian Aleister Crowley. He was known to engage in sexual orgies that had religious or mystical overtones. Aleister Crowley kind of popularized sex magic, but Rasputin was doing this even before Aleister Crowley. He also had a reported affair with Alexandra, the wife of Tsar Nicholas II, along with many other noble women who were led in and out of his bedroom, nicknamed the Holy of Holies. So everybody knew that this guy was sleeping with all these noble women, including the wife of the Tsar. And he gained even more power when the Tsar was away from the capital, only gaining the Tsar's trust because he was supposedly able to stop the bleeding of Alexei, Nicholas II and Alexandra's son, when other medical professionals could not stop the bleeding of, of their son, who was a hemophiliac. During World War I, when the Tsar was away, Rasputin's power grew and grew and grew until the point in 1916 he was murdered because he had so much political influence. He had so much power, and he was a peasant as well. He wasn't an aristocrat. He was not royalty. Even the peasants had kind of an issue with Rasputin. So those in Tsar Nicholas II's court, the ministers and those that felt threatened by Rasputin, they decided to conspire to murder the man. And though faced with death, he still displayed these mystical qualities. Mystical qualities because he drank several glasses of poison wine and ate several cyanide-laced cakes and yet remained alive. An hour after consuming the poison, as Rasputin was still alive, one of the assassins, Prince Felix Yusupov, decided this is ridiculous. This guy isn't going to die and decided to shoot Rasputin. After Felix Yusupov shot Rasputin, he left him in the room thinking, well, he was poisoned and shot. He has to be dead. But when Felix returned, Rasputin was actually in the courtyard heading for the embankment of the Neva River just below. So two more shots rang out finally killing him before his body was dumped into the Neva River. Simplify that story for you. Rasputin was really powerful. He was banging the Tsar's wife, sleeping with a bunch of other noble women. Both the peasants and the aristocrats didn't like it. They were scared of him. He was mysterious. He had far too much power, especially political power, so they conspired to kill him. But even when they tried to kill him, they couldn't necessarily kill him easily. So they decided to shoot him, and then when he still didn't die, they shot him two more times, and they dumped his body in the river. So it took three shots 
lots and lots of poisoned wine and cyanide-laced cakes to kill this famous mystic, Rasputin. Ra, ra, Rasputin. Ra, ra, Rasputin. It's interesting because Rasputin, if you break the name apart, Putin means the path. Ra is the chief god of Egypt, right? And Ra, as in Lady Gaga's Ra, Ma, Ra, Ma, Ma, Ra, Ma, Ugaga. Gaga is an Israeli dance where she gets the name Lady Gaga. Ra, Ma is the mother and the father, the father of the mother, the fire and the water. Ra is the Egyptian word for sun. So Ra Sputin is Ra S signifying ownership. Ra's, it's Ra's Putin. Ra's path, the sun's path. Ra's Putin is the sun's path. That could have two meanings as well, the S-U-N or the S-O-N. The sun's path. Ra's Putin, Ra's path, the sun's path. And Vladimir Putin, much like Ross Putin, is mysterious. And he's really powerful. And that threatens a lot of people. So the West is calling for his assassination. Interestingly enough, by poisoning. Suggesting there are other ways to do it. Get creative. Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham saying, It's too bad there isn't a Brutus. It's too bad someone doesn't just take this guy out. Really despicable things to hear from U.S. senators, regardless of who Vladimir Putin is. But we don't really know what his motivations are. We really don't have a clue. It's really mysterious. So rather than giving us a reason why Vladimir Putin is going into Ukraine, they're telling us he's sick. He's got back problems. He might have cancer or Parkinson's disease. He coughed in 2020. Literally, that's a that's a statement from The Telegraph. We don't know. Maybe he's taking advice from mystics, and that's why he went into Ukraine. Either way, Ross Putin, Ross path, the sun's path. We know that Putin is in the crosshairs, just like Ross Putin was in the crosshairs of those who saw him as far too powerful, far too mysterious, and far too mystical to be left alive. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More of Ross Putin when we come back from break here on the fringe fm www.thesecretteachings.info is the website please subscribe to the show please grab a copy of one of my books it's the only thing that keeps us on air monday through friday you can also find us on patreon for behind the scenes content you can buy my books separately on the website and if you're listening on the radio and podcast player of your choice please leave us a review give us some stars Let other people know what you think about the show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at The Secret Teachings 
ryansteadmans.info. If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Rah, 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 Sputin. Our topic tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. The music is from White Bat Audio. A lot of people are saying that Vladimir Putin is sick. Some say he's physically sick. Others say he's mentally sick. We're being told this by Western media. Justifying the hatred against Putin, because if he's sick, this might be the reason he's decided to go into Ukraine, because they don't have any other explanation for the reason he's gone into Ukraine. They refuse to give us the real reason why he's gone into Ukraine. You learn about that here on shows like The Secret Teachings. We don't have all the data, all the information, but it's quite clear from recent history and from geopolitical tensions cultivated by the NATO alliance, why Putin has decided to go into Ukraine. But since they don't tell you that, the public is wondering, why would he do this? So the media says he's sick. They said he has cancer, Parkinson's disease. He coughed. 
in 2020. That is literally one of the reasons the Telegraph gives us. He had a coughing fit in 2020, over a year ago. They also said he has a bad back. That's why he's decided to go into Ukraine. Well, that's why they're suggesting he decided to go into Ukraine. So let's look at this with some perspective. And through an esoteric lens, basically, we're not being told the reason. So they're manufacturing a reason to further demonize the Russian president. Didn't say he was a good guy. Didn't say I love Putin. Didn't say I'd rather live in Russia than the United States. I just said to say that he has a bad back and to say that he had a coughing fit over a year ago and to say that he has 13 feet tables that he sits on the other side of when he talks to people and to say that he looks a little bloated. These are all things we've discussed tonight. The Telegraph, the Scotsman, and other newspapers have published about Putin. Suggesting and implying, not indicating or proving. These are the reasons he's acting the way he is. You would think if he were acting differently, he might be tripping upstairs, unable to finish sentences, sniffing on little kids' hair, things that the U.S. president does. Maybe Putin would be fighting with corn pop, you know? But we don't see any evidence of that. We just hear the rhetoric. We just hear the hatred and the venom. Why are they telling us these things? It's deeper than here's the reason why Putin is doing what he's doing. The deeper reason is beyond the demonization beyond the justification for the hatred, beyond the circumventing of the real reason Putin has gone into Ukraine, is the idea that behind his behavior is some mystical, magical force or element. And that force or that element is encouraging Putin to do what he's doing and to do it in the manner that he's doing it, to follow the stars to victory. This reminds a lot of people of Ross Putin, the famous, infamous, and mysterious Serbian mystic who wielded immense political and general power in the court of Tsar Nicholas II. So powerful, so mysterious, and so jealous were the aristocrats and other members of Nicholas II's political structure, even some peasants, because Rasputin, as a peasant, was mingling with royalty and also sleeping with a lot of royal women. Uh, He became too much of a threat. His power was too mysterious. It was unbearable, so he was assassinated. First, he was poisoned with wine, and he was poisoned with little cakes, neither of which killed Rasputin, who had a really heavy drinking problem, probably on a lot of different kinds of drugs. So the poison didn't kill him. As a result of that, after an hour of waiting, the conspirators decided to have him shot. They shot him, thought he was dead, 
came back into the room later and found that Rasputin was not dead. He was very much alive, and he was wandering down through the courtyard to the river Neva. So they went after him, and they shot him again. Bang, again, bang. Three gunshots, poison wine, and poison cakes. He finally drops dead, and they throw him in the river. He might not have even died from the gunshots. Maybe he drowned. They threw his body in the river. He was assassinated because he was too powerful and he was too close to powerful people, too influential, not just because of his background, but because of the mystical nature of what he believed. Rasputin was known, just like Aleister Crowley later, to engage in orgies with religious overtones, mystical overtones. And so I ask the question, Is this discussion that we are having about Vladimir Putin's health an honest discussion? Is the bloating and the hurt back and the coughing really important? Is it really significant? Does it have any meaning whatsoever? Or is it just part of a Western propaganda campaign? We ask these questions. Is Vladimir Putin healthy? Is he sick? Is he sane? Is he insane? Or is he following the guidance of a Rasputin-like mystic, as so many leaders have done throughout history and even the Bible? From Nostradamus being brought to the court of King Henry II of France by Catherine de Medici in 1555, or Comte de Saint-Germain, who not only had influence with King Louis XV, but also helped to install Catherine the Great, to the throne in 1762, to John Dee, maybe one of the most famous sorcerers and conjurers who worked with Elizabeth I, Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa, who worked with a number of noble individuals, along with being a court secretary to the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V, or William Perron, an astrologer who served English royalty in the Middle Ages, working with Henry VII and later the Tudor king's son, Henry VIII. Or Janus and Jambres, the sons of Balaam, who were the magicians working for the pharaoh of Egypt, who went staff for staff, wand for wand, athame to athame, with Moses and Aaron. And the story of Exodus all of the dream interpreters and the astrologers in the Bible, kings, queens, emperors, empresses, czars, people with power always have the sword of Democles hanging over their head. They're always threatened. They could always lose that power. So they try to hold on to it. They try to defend themselves from threat. That's why Nostradamus was brought to Paris in 1555. He made a prediction that the royals would be under threat. So Catherine de Medici brought Nostradamus to Paris, but that's a really vague prediction. Royals, powerful people are always threatened by that sort of democles. Although he did predict that King Henry II would expire having been pierced in the eye. And a couple of years after that, Henry II took a joust through the eye and died. Maybe that was organized though. Maybe that was set up. 
The whole point here is from Nostradamus to Pharaoh's magicians to people like Agrippa and John Dee, mystics, magicians, astrologers, dream interpreters have always influenced the powerful. The powerful, of course, looking for other ways to defend themselves and retain and grow their power, looking into the other worlds. Our leaders today do the same thing. People that have power today do the same thing. They might do it more subtly, more privately, but they do the same thing and they act in the same way. Now, whether Vladimir Putin is receiving mystical, occult, esoteric advice from a Rasputin-like character, I think is really an interesting thought, and it intrigued me enough to develop the theme for tonight's show, but I also thought, not just in name, Rasputin, do we find Vladimir Putin, but I think in character we find Ross Putin with Vladimir Putin because, again, Vladimir Putin is strong and powerful. Vladimir Putin is seen as this mysterious, uncontrollable force, not just to the West and NATO, but to globalists. And for a mystical flavor, Vladimir Putin supposedly has become a Christian and wants to influence Russian culture and society ever more with Christian values. So you have a strong, religious-minded individual who at least on the surface, his motivations are mysterious because we're not told of the history of the situation in Ukraine or of NATO or even of Russian history uh, or Slavic history, we, we don't know a lot about this in the West. So to us, it's mysterious. He's a powerful, religious, influential man. And that terrifies weak, pathetic people like Mark Rubio and uh, not just Senator Mark Rubio, but also Senator Lindsey Graham, both of which called for Putin's assassination and the Daily Beast, another disgusting pile of trash that we call a news source, said that Putin should be poisoned, just like Ross Putin was poisoned. Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio saying that too bad there isn't a Brutus, says Lindsey Graham. He's a war criminal. He should be taken out by his own people, says Lindsey Graham. Marco Rubio says, too bad somebody doesn't just take this guy out. Shoot him, poison him, just like Rasputin. However you cut it, it doesn't matter. Putin has become a Rasputin. Furthermore, for another mystical element to this, Rasputin, if we break the word down, Putin means path. And Ra is the Egyptian sun god or fire god. Therefore, Ra Putin or Ra's 
as in possessive Ra, Ra's Putin, Ra's Putin, the path of the Egyptian sun god. These mystical elements go far beyond the name and the comparison to this Russian mystic. The Z's on those Russian tanks. The relationship the Z or the Zion in Hebrew has to the serpent and the sword. Zion means sword. Sword and the serpent. Involution, evolution. We've been discussing this for a couple of weeks now on the secret teachings, but just a quick recap. The sword and the serpent. The involution and evolution of spirit on the tree of life. Merging these two forces together. Blue, the chalice, the pyramid pointing down. Red, the phallus, the pyramid pointing up. Where they meet, the serpent is usually entwined. Where they combine and overlap, you get the great seal of Solomon. The alchemical process of transformation. Blue and red. Fire is also orange and yellow. Blue and yellow. Merge the two together, you get green. The color of initiation. The color of transformation. The color of alchemy. We also find that the trident is on the flag of Ukraine, right? The coat of arms. The yellow and the blue and the trident, the Z on the tanks, the sword and the serpent. The trident held by Neptune or Poseidon, controlling the waters, the emotions, the emotions, emotions, the currents of water, the energy, like the Z, lightning bolt, the sigil, the sigil, the sigil, the ruin of the SS, the ruin that Odin received while hanging on the world tree like Jesus being pierced in the side like Jesus with a spear. That ruin is a lightning bolt like Zeus throws, the yellow and blue of the Rams at the Super Bowl, the halftime show Zeus, Mount Olympus, Jupiter, the greatest of all time, the gods on Mount Olympus, and the rap gods, the rap gods of the underworld, the goat, the dog, Lupercalli of Valentine's Day in the Super Bowl, remember all of that? The rap gods, the Egyptian and Mesoamerican mummies, the rapt gods, spelled differently, the rapt gods, all of the DC comic books in particular, but also Marvel and TV shows and movies that have nothing to do with comic books, pushing the multiverse, other dimensions, electricity, 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 energy, 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 paying attention, paying with money, currency, oil prices, gas prices. Energy, food prices, energy, awakening the gods, drawing down their powers, manufacturing Armageddon and the end times. So St. Michael does battle with the devil. The patron saint of Kiev, Ukraine, is St. Michael the Archangel. There's a statue of him there in gold and I believe bronze or brass. And a statue of St. Michael the Archangel started bleeding a day before Putin entered into Ukraine in Broomfield, Colorado. The blood drip for six days. It still has not been deemed a hoax by the church. The blood drip for seven days, six, seven days down onto the devil below. And the devil also apparently has been released from the killing stone in Japan. The Tomomo no Mai, the Momo, China, the devil, the Slavic version, Baba Yaga, St. Michael, going to battle with the devil in the end times. 
pouring out those libations from the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day onto this geopolitical conflict. It's all about energy and awakening the gods, bringing the rapt gods to the forefront of our attention to summon and conjure these entities in a fake, false, synthetic end times so that instead of God creating after the end times a new heaven and a new earth, they are creating a new hell and a new earth where they are the gods, the technocrats, the transhumanists, and the psychopaths that want to see this world destroyed so they can build a new one. And all of these ideas, especially the idea of assassinating the Russian president, which is an absurd and dangerous thing to say for a senator like Marco Rubio or Lindsey Graham, and both of them have said it this month of March. But saying it in March and saying it in the middle of March, on the Ides of March, is even more incredible because of the history of the Ides and the assassination of Julius Caesar. As Lindsey Graham said, too bad there isn't a Brutus. Brutus killed Julius Caesar. Too bad there isn't a Brutus. This guy's a war criminal. We need to take him out. Marco Rubio says, too bad there isn't somebody to just take this guy out. Get rid of him. Wouldn't it be great if someone internally just took this guy out and eliminated him? They're threatened by Putin. His power is growing, it would seem. They say he's weakening, though. But they're scared of him, so that's why he needs to be assassinated. His power is a little bit mysterious as well. I don't really know exactly what his motivations are. Or at least they're not telling us. And I've been asking people the last week, what exactly is the reason? Why did Vladimir Putin invade Ukraine? They don't know about the Donetsk and Luhansk regions. They don't know about the thousands of Russians that have been killed there in the last seven years. They don't know about Ukraine's government being overthrown. In part because of the IMF and the World Bank and Zelensky being installed as a puppet. They don't know about Snake Island being made up and they all surrendered. They didn't die. Nobody said, go F yourself to the Russian ship. They don't know about Zelensky's quote, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. They don't know that that's fake. They don't know about the wooden cardboard guns on Fox News. They don't know about Miss Ukraine not actually fighting. How we're being told that Delta Cron is a new COVID-19 variant and it's spreading throughout Europe and it's all happening because these Ukrainian refugees are pouring out of Ukraine and they're not vaccinated. The only problem with that is where they're detecting this Delta Cron and where cases are going up, they're turning the volume back up with these cases. That doesn't mean somebody's sick. It doesn't mean somebody's dying. Most of the Ukrainian refugees are going to Poland. They're going to Hungary. They're going to Belarus. They're going to Moldova. They're going to Romania. A couple hundred thousand went to Russia. Why would Ukrainians fleeing Russia go to Russia? Probably because they're Russian. That's according to the UN. They're not going to those countries with outbreaks of COVID-19. They're using this. And it could also be used as a shield to unleash an actual biosynthetic weapon and to see what happens with it. Who knows? I don't know. You don't know. There are labs there. They call them health labs now that they admit that they exist. 
And the WHO says, you got to get rid of those high-risk pathogens. Why would health labs have high-risk pathogens in a foreign country financed and funded by the Pentagon and the Biological Threat Reduction Program tampering with these things in a laboratory, which is something we can classify by definition as a biological weapon. Putin was right about that. But because they're scared of Putin, because his power, because it's kind of mysterious, and because he says he's a Christian, he says he wants to bring these Christian values to Russia, Putin is very much like Ross Putin. His power and his motivation are a threat and a mystery to the West. And so they call for his assassination. Rasputin was poisoned and then shot. They chose poison first, though. Mainstream media is calling for Vladimir Putin to be poisoned. I've got the article right here from the Daily Beast. To be poisoned, and then they speculate on how they could do it. And this is happening during the Ides of March, the anniversary of Julius Caesar's death. Furthermore, Rasputin translates to Ra, Ra, Rasputin, Rasputin, or the path of the Egyptian sun god, the path from Putin. Putin means path. And Ra, the Egyptian god of the sun or fire, Ra's path. And this is really interesting. The patron archangel of the sun is St. Michael, patron saint of Kiev, patron of Ukraine, bleeding from the head in Colorado, remember the story, and of the sun as well, right? And as a result of this, we get Ra's Putin, Ra's path, or the path of St. Michael the Archangel. And for those of you who have been following along with our idea of the synthetic Armageddon, St. Michael doing battle with the demons or the devil in the end times, the Tomomo no Mai or the Baba Yaga. Revelation 6, 8 through 10. Then I saw a pale horse, a pale green horse, that is. Its rider was named Death, and Death's kingdom followed behind. They were given power over one-fourth of the earth, and they could kill its people with swords, famines, diseases, and wild animals. Remember the Z on those Russian tanks? The Zion in Hebrew, that is the sword. You hear about famines because of the halting of exports of Russian fertilizer or Ukrainian grain. You hear about diseases coming out of Ukraine into Europe, despite the fact that most Ukrainian refugees are going to Poland. Most Ukrainian refugees are going to places like Moldova or Romania A few hundred thousand of these Ukrainian refugees that are fleeing Russian tanks are actually going to Russia, according to the United Nations. They're not going to European countries like the UK or Italy or Switzerland, like mainstream media has told us, despite the fact that they say these Ukrainians are bringing disease, they're bringing coronavirus because they're not fully vaccinated. We did a show on that earlier this week. The Horses of the Apocalypse given power over one-fourth of the earth, the green horse, to kill the earth's people with swords, the Z, with famines, grain and oil, gas, energy, and disease, coronavirus, tuberculosis, polio, diseases are going to spread, 
biological weapons facilities, or health labs, and wild animals. When the Lamb opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of everyone who had been killed for speaking God's message and telling about their faith. We almost have a similar version of this with people like Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard and myself and Clyde Lewis and anybody else who suggests that Victoria Newland told Marco Rubio that there are biolabs in Ukraine or that mainstream press has acknowledged these are biological threat reduction program health laboratories meant to reduce the spread of disease, not increase it. But the WHO is telling these labs and the Ukrainian government get rid of these high-risk pathogens now before Putin tries to use them to unleash a bioweapon attack. Talk about gaslighting. Revelation 6, 8 through 10. Revelation 6, 8, Then I saw a pale green horse, blue and yellow. Combine them together, you get the color green. Alchemy, transformation, that is this color green that is so powerful We also saw it at the Super Bowl, right? The blue and the yellow of the Rams, the goat. Snoop Dogg's clothing at halftime. The rapt gods, the rap gods, the gods on Mount Olympus, Zeus. The Z, lightning bolts, sigil, sigil, all these things that we've discussed the last couple of weeks and the last couple of months. And of course, the color of death's horse being green comes from the word chloros. Chloros. In the original Cohen in Greek, meaning green, greenish, or green, greenish, yellow, or pale, yellow, pale green. Kind of like a pukey, yellow, brown, green color. Chloros. This is where we get the word chlorophyll from. The green substance that traps light energy from the sun. And now it gets really interesting because... Ross Putin, Ra S. Putin, Ra, the chief god of the sun in Egypt, like Lady Gaga, Rama, Ra, possessive S, Ra's Putin. Putin means path. Ra's path or the sun's path. The archangel of the sun is Saint Michael, patron saint of Kiev, that statue bleeding in Colorado. St. Michael going to battle with the devil in the end times before weighing our souls on the scale. The green horse is death, chloros, chlorophyll. The energy trapped by the sun, Archangel Michael, Raz Putin, Putin the path, Raz the sun, St. Michael's path, the sun's path, the chlorophyll path, the path of the green horse of Revelation and the apocalypse. This is some really spooky, but really fascinating stuff. And I hope that you enjoyed enough to support this show. Tell your friends about this show. Spread the word about this show. Let other people know what we're talking about here in The Secret Teachings, because it is unique in the radio world. I heard Clyde Lewis talking a little bit about this last night. We've been discussing this pretty much every day on the phone together. And he's been discussing this on his radio show. I've been discussing this on my radio show. I think that when we look at it from this esoteric occult lens, this point of view, we're going to find that there's a whole lot more than Putin with a backache, than Putin with some puffy fingers and a puffy face, and Putin with a cough two years ago responsible for what we're seeing transpire in the world. 
as we aim to reset human civilization and create the final battle between heaven and earth to create a new heaven and earth, the final battle between good and evil, Armageddon to create a new hell on earth so technocrats and transhumanists and globalists can take control of this new order, this new world, this new normal, and this newly reset planet. It's Raz Putin. Ra, Ra, Raz Putin. Thank you so much for tuning into The Secret Teachings tonight. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. Contact us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, Gab and Gitter. And if you want to support the show, please subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can download the show. You get a private RSS feed. There's no advertisements. You get all the montages and digital copies of my books. You can also buy the books separately on the website. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir. There are reviews on the website from people like Kev Baker, the late Kev Baker, Jim Mars, Clyde Lewis, Leo Zagami. They've all reviewed these books, one of them or another one, and given their review. Please check it out at thesecretteachings.info. And if you're listening on one of the podcast and radio players, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Let other people know what you think of the show. Leave us a couple of stars. Other than that, check us out on Patreon and our affiliate Pro One Water Filters. Ross Putin. Putin has become Ross Putin. His power and his motivation are a threat and a mystery to the West. And so calls for his assassination and or poisoning have crescendoed. During the anniversary of Julius Caesar's death, the Ides of March. And upon further glance, Ra's Putin translates to Ra's Putin or the path of the Egyptian sun god, the sun and the archangel, of course, we know as St. Michael, the archangel, the patron saint of Kiev. This is some really powerful stuff. And we need to recognize that this stuff has incredible incredible power www.thesecretteachings.info again I'm Ryan Gable it's Raz 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 Putin 